Welcome to the Reticle Up Podcast, where I, Three Gun Kenzie, will be interviewing competitive shooters, hunters, fishermen, archers, entrepreneurs, and outdoorsmen. Come learn with me as I interview people from all walks of life, in different disciplines, all across the world, from novices to professionals of all ages. No matter what, everyone has something they can teach you. So come join me on the journey. Hey everyone, welcome back to the Reticle Up podcast. I've got Logan Saunders on. He's a USPSA competitive shooter and a law enforcement officer. Uh, and we kind of just met-ish recently, but how are you? <laughs> good, good. <laughs> Thanks for having me on the show. Yeah, so uh, Logan, when I messaged him about being on the podcast, his answer was, I like to talk. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, y'all are in for a good one this time. <laughs> so uh, jumping right in, how did you get into competitive shooting and when was that? Uh, actually, I was on another podcast recently and they asked the same question, but uh, I get around. So uh, <laughs> I've, <laughs> I have a sob story. Uh, I get I've around. Never heard a, I never heard of competitive shooting. Uh, 2015, a friend uh, brought me to uh, Outlaw Falling Skill Match. It was July 4th weekend. It was one stage. It was like 60 plates. Mm-hmm. But uh, I didn't know anything about it. I brought a thigh rig and no mag pouch. <laughs> they had like a barrel set up and I set my mags on the table. It was, it was very pitiful. And uh, the guy running it like yelled at me. So, you know, he's like, yo, I have a website. You should have read the rules, blah, 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 and all this. And then, like, I took my ball and went home. That was 2015, so I didn't come back for two years. What? Um, Yeah, so uh, then I started out at uh, the local uh, range for me is GRB in Montpelier. So I started shooting that. Um, I was shooting production. I wasn't having fun. I wasn't placing well, you know, at the bottom of the, the leaderboard, you know, and I only did a couple matches in 2017, only a couple in 2018. I started shooting PCC uh, 2019. It really bit me, and I, I shot, like, almost 50 matches in 2019. Wow. Uh, almost 50 matches in 2020, and then uh, I shot a boatload this year, too. So Cool. Um, uh, I'll be 38 in October. I just feel like my whole life's been a waste. You know, I, I wish I'd been competing my whole life. I really do, you know. No, 100%. So now I'm scrambling to catch up, trying to do as much as I can in the, win- the little window I have before I'm dead. <laughs> Dude, those, those junior shooters, I was telling someone today, I was like, I have to lose weight in order to like cut that time because they they can run. <laughs> I'm, I'm super jealous of the people, you know, the kids that are like getting into this 12, 13. I'm like, you have your whole life out of you. Yeah, I'm and super have, jealous of that. They have no idea what they have. Yeah, yeah. So cool. Um, Actually, going back to that, I didn't know the start. So how... <laughs> you know, how important is it to have that really good first experience? Like for you now, say somebody was new uh, shooter coming to the match. How would you treat them knowing your it, experience? It is. It's super important. You know, it, it, you have a bad experience, you know, like you go to USPSA and somebody's mean to you or whatever. And I'm not saying, you know, there's thin skin or anything like that, but it's super duper important because if you have a bad experience, you'll never come back. 100%. So um, it's all, USPSA and competitive shooting in general is all about growing the sport. If you don't have people competing, you don't have a sport. So yeah. it's super important as, as competitors to make new people feel welcome and show them the ropes and help them out to get them started and to get them to stay and keep coming back. So, yeah. And you know, what's sad, I think was that a lot of people probably would have offered you mag carriers. Yeah. Oh, that <laughs> I've had so many helpful people, people that, you know, uh, I've, I've forgot a inner belt before and people let <laughs> me borrow a belt and stuff like that. So yeah. I've, I've run into more, I've run into more helpful people in this sport than I have negative people. I mean, I've run into negative people too. It's just the nature of the beast, but <laughs> def, definitely, definitely there's a ton of camaraderie in competitive shooting. 
Yeah, it's super shocking because uh, that that's huge. So people listening, don't turn people away. You know, help yeah, them out. Help them out. Yeah, um, it's interesting. You'll you'll have people you'll directly compete against that help you. You know, yeah. it same division, everything, and they're like, hey, do this. Hey, you should do this. Blah 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 blah. They help you. Yeah, and they're absolutely. directly competing against you. Yeah, so that's cool. It's crazy, it's a good sport. Um, falling steel is like the most addicting like match <laughs> to shoot. How much fun was that? Um. Uh, Outlaw Steel is cool if you shoot in a box, but my favorite match right now is True North. It's like run and gun falling steel. So it's, excuse me, it's just like USPSA, except all it is is falling steel. They have little, um, like, uh, no-shoot targets that are, it's all time-based, but uh, you just run around shooting steel down, and it's, it's really addictive. So <laughs> Awesome. Yeah, I like True North. That. Oh, go ahead. Yeah, True North in North Carolina. Um uh, I'm not, I think it's the third or fourth Saturday or whatever, maybe Sunday, I don't remember, but yeah, I always look for it. That's awesome. Every month? So they're monthly. Yeah. Oh, they, they run a ton of matches. They're Saturday and Sunday. They're running like probably seven or eight matches a month. What? Yeah, it's crazy. IDPA, IDPA backup gun. Uh, they have a fun match where the rules are relaxed. I'm not, I'm no, I'm not affiliated. It sounds like I'm affiliated with them. No, I'm not. Great. <laughs> this is great. People don't know about it. That's not far from me either. Yeah, so I live in Virginia, but I shoot more in North Carolina than anywhere else. I shoot like two or three different locations there, Pitt County, uh, uh, True North, Sir Walter. I shoot more in North Carolina than anywhere else. Oh, that's awesome. I uh, I yeah. shot my first falling steel, I think, in Atlanta. Uh, Three-gun crew there. They put on a fun one. I remember Jeffrey, the match director, goes, I had 73 pieces of steel left, so I put them all on one stage. <laughs> Oh man, that's a, that's a big stage. <laughs> like these oh. tiny targets and they were like in between tires and the no shoots. Yeah, it was, mm, thanks Jeffrey. Is it, is it, is it running and gunning or is it standing and shooting? A little bit. So they would have like a bay and you had to really run through walls and get in different positions and like go on the ground or, I mean, it was a lot of fun. You'd shoot through barrels. Uh, you'd shoot on the ground. Like they do a fun match there, but I remember it's like the ladies invasion will do one. And then at the finale in December, they'll do one. I just like that match. Yeah. Fun. and um jason clark uh, fc jason shout out to him uh he he's a grandmaster in pcc but he shoots in atlanta in that area all the time and he says the competition scene down there is super hot so it is. um i got a long-term goal of, of competing in all 50 states so i'd like to get down there i was gonna try to do georgia state but i just got too much going on so i'll be there uh, oh you're, you're shooting it what do you no, uh, what division i haven't decided so i'm okay. trying to i might shoot pcc because i want to bump up but what I, class are you now? I'm B. Oh, okay. Uh, I'm actually, a, so. I've only shot like five classifiers ever, like period with a lot of my guns because I don't, I haven't shot USPSA. I shoot everything so much. So I never get a uh, time behind a gun, but I don't even have one. This has been with a borrowed PCC. <laughs> like, cool. Those are the best kinds. If, if they break, it's not your problem. <laughs> right. Right. But I like, I love, I got a new Canic set up for carry optics. Oh, I just, I don't know. Yeah, Tom Castro, uh, uh, Nils, they're running Canics. And oh, yeah. Crushing it. Yeah, my friend Todd Lewis is where I first heard about Canics. So he's super sponsored by Century Arms. Uh, he's a three-gunner. Super great guy. Oh, okay. Yeah, so as soon as I, I, I touch I, that. I can barely get one gun through a stage, much less three. <laughs> Jesus. Can I pay to watch that one day? I don't, I don't even own a personal shotgun, if we're being honest. So. <laughs> I have no shotguns. Wait, have you seen the video that I took of John Hammer and Sear on my Facebook of him loading my shotgun or on my Instagram? I vaguely remember it. It was a while back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I vaguely remember that. He posted it or you posted it. It's good times. That was my favorite video. We're so digressing, but I love it. <laughs> I told you I could talk. <laughs>
That's awesome. That's awesome. Okay. So yeah, bring it back. Um, for USPSA, uh, was it always like the same division? Like you said, production is where you started out. Uh, what other divisions have you shot? Uh, I didn't, I didn't know anything about anything. So I started in production and then, uh, I ended up shooting like two matches in limited 10. I don't even know what limited 10 was. <laughs> and then every, I found out like way down the road, everybody was like, Ugh limited 10 you know i'd never touch it ever again mm -hmm. so it, it really i like i have you know ocd it really bothers me i have two limited 10 classifiers on my account and i hate it i wish i could like call them and say just delete them i don't want them <laughs> <laughs> but, like stinking up my account you know but it. um yeah production and then went to pcc uh i tried and tried and tried with pcc i just i couldn't get my guns to run i i, I wasn't having fun as like incredibly yeah. frustrating like like if you know if i suck as a shooter that's one thing if you yeah, know i'm just not gear. shooting well yep. but if it's if it's guns and gear holding me back not like fun. that's really aggravating yeah you haven't so... seen half my videos have you none of my shit works <laughs> now it does one week two weekends in a row shit's worked okay <laughs> oh it's half the battle so i was just yeah. fed up uh, my last uh pcc uh outside well i shot pcc gearing up for two gun nats yeah but my last main match was virginia state in 2020 and then i've been shooting carry optics and open ever since so oh really okay and that's the focus carry optics and open I, I i i shoot a fake open gun it makes major power factor but it's a carry optics gun there's there's so much you know uh <laughs> going against me it's it's, it's a very significant disadvantage you know it's not a true open gun but um, I would like to get into open one day with the real 2011. It's just, you know, the the cost of entry is so astronomical. So Just sell all the rest of your, your guns and you're good. You're like the 10th person to tell I know, me that. I know. They just sell everything and then get to open. I mean, I but got I, my 2011 for a good deal, but I had to save up. <laughs> yeah, but you really got to reload. So not only yeah, are you buying the gun, uh, the gear, the holster, the mag pouches, all that stuff, then you got to buy reloading equipment. Yeah. So it's a big, it's a big upfront cost. It is. It is. I mean, and there's, um, there's some like now Ely, I think is making major power factor. I think black dot does too. And I don't black know. Black dot does Everglades does a couple others, but still they're not tailored to the gun. I mean, not yeah. generic load, you know? Yeah, I agree. Um, okay. What did you learn by shooting production? Um, <laughs> I hate reloading every five seconds. <laughs> I, I, you know, my whole thing with USPSA is I want to see, you know, who the best shooters. I don't want to see who the best reloader is. You know, <laughs> there's, there's, there's some good reloaders out there. So. They're normally both though. They're normally yeah, all, both. all those low cap divisions that you can get beat a lot by the, by the really good reloaders, you know, oh, I know. Yeah. So I just, I, I hate reloading, you know, I just want to shoot the stage. I don't want to spend time reloading. I want to spend time shooting. So yeah, I like the high, the high cap divisions. That's true. Me too. Counting is for the birds. And I shot local <laughs> nationals and that was so dumb. Yeah. Uh, I thought about signing up for low cap and I was like, no, I'm not, I'm not going. <laughs> I had a slot. And so I was like, great. I have to go. <laughs> How was it? Um, it was not my game. It was fun. It was good. Good matches. So I, yes. Okay. So I shot limited 10. <laughs> it's funny. You're talking about that. <laughs> because hey, if i had to pick one out of that single stack exactly. or overall, i would pick limited 10 exactly so. so the week before literally or two weeks before i shot an all classifier match i drove like a couple hours just to shoot it to get a classification because i didn't want to go in unclassified and see where i was at <laughs> yeah. so yeah i shot limited 10 um and i have an atlas that doesn't it, it's a competition follower so it doesn't lock back mm -hmm. you know how often i went click and i was like oh, my God. Yep. <laughs> so, uh, did you shoot major or minor 
Oh, miners. That's the other lane. I don't reload. Uh, you don't reload. So <laughs> <laughs> this is why I'm saving up for a 40 cal. L10 miner. It's gross. <laughs> but it was fun. Like I like to shoot. So I'm not going to not go just because. Yeah. Right. Right. <laughs> um, and I don't have a lot of 2011 mags. We'll just, we'll just skip that. <laughs> The, uh, I was at Area 7 and they had a bunch of uh, their new mags and I guess they're they're really reasonably priced and people are buying them up like crazy. They're awesome. I just won so, 7 at Nordic Vortex Trigon. I'm sure you saw that. If, if Matt Beam is listening, I'm sorry, dude. I, you know, I didn't have my wallet. I, he wanted me to buy him some and I was like, I sent him a picture of him and said sorry. Awful. <laughs> Poor Matt. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You posted a bunch of Atlas mags, too. Yep. I won seven of them. If your girl is going to be in a social media contest, I'm going to win. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Good luck. No, no chance. Yeah, I was telling dude that. I was like, just stop posting. <laughs> like, yeah. Um, okay, so, yeah, going back to shooting, too. What was the gun that you started out with? And I know you mentioned it, but what guns are you shooting now that are not true open guns or... <laughs> what have you um i started with a tristar t120 and uh i i didn't like um pinching the hammer down like to let the hammer down to start double action yeah so i would start uh i would start with 10 in the mag and and no round in the gun with the hammer down and then so as soon as you beep you have to draw and rack the slide so you're actually you're actually not starting in the start position you know it you should be that you should you should be made to reshoot but uh, nobody ever caught it, you know, and if they oh, did, bad. they just told me, I was like, whatever. So oh, bad. <laughs> yeah, you, you're not starting in the correct position. So whatever. But I mean, I, I wasn't competitive. It's not a competitive advantage. You know, I don't see what the big deal was. But yeah, sure. the TriStar T120, they're they're actually Canic 55s with a TriStar roll mark. They're out of Turkey. Um, <laughs> I I had two of them. I still have them, but um now canic does nothing but the plastic guns but at one point they were making steel frame cz clones and they're actually really really good they're super accurate n- never have any you know malfunctions or problems with them so cool don't sell that <laughs> no 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 yeah like i said they don't even import them anymore so yeah um, what do you what do you shoot now so now in and nobody ever understands so <laughs> uh <laughs> I have a I have a Sig P320 Legion in nine mil. It's a complete yep. Legion. I shoot that in carry optics. Well, okay. then I have a Sig P320 Legion lower on a 357 Sig upper. It makes major power factor. I shoot that in open. They're almost identical guns. One's nine mil and minor in carry optics. The other is 357 Sig and open major. So, I literally hate you. <laughs> yeah. So it, it's it's a carry optics gun that makes major power factor I, I shot it at area seven it was 171 power factor on the chronic jesus so. christ i know i i could be wrong but i think my buddy shoots one in 40 cal like he did yeah because he loves sigs yeah mason lane had a had a 40 cal gray gun it's pretty much the same thing as a 4357 the the same frame or uh slide i mean and they the mags are interchangeable so Cool. So you're open, poor, but like just poor, poor. Yeah. Oh, it's terrible. So, you know, it's, it's, it's 18 with plus two, uh, from yeah. Taryn. So they're 20 round mags. So like dudes that are shooting open guns that are, you know, 40, uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. 30 round mags, you know, they're getting to a stage with no reload. I got to reload. <laughs> and then, um, uh, the slide mounted dot and all that stuff. Yeah. I mean, there's so many disadvantages to, yeah. and the thing recoils like a, a freaking cannon. So uh, yeah, 307, I bet. And they don't have, you don't have a comp on it. Do you? no yeah. uh-uh. okay cool cool so people listening don't do a logan style gun <laughs> <laughs> i enjoy shooting it you know and a lot of people forget you know it's yeah. about fun it's about having fun so 
Oh, hundred percent. Like I didn't have fun in production. Um, I absolutely will never shoot limited 10 low cap ever again. <laughs> I could just, the, the only reason I want to shoot production again is, uh, so I'm a class in PCC while I have a 44% beat in production. <laughs> so my OCD really bothers me. Like I want to, I want a legitimate 60% B in production. That's the only reason I've shoot it again. Like it classic <laughs> classifiers to get them up. <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. <laughs> um, okay, so besides USPSA, I'm curious, um, is there a shooting sport out there that you want to try but you haven't yet? Um, hmm, I'm not really into like like PRS and all that stuff. I'm not really into that. Um, I did steel challenge. I, like I've shot that like three or four times. That's that's all right, you know. Um, Area 8 was my home range, Montpelier GRB. They put on a great match. I staffed it. Uh, I would go back and shoot that again next year, but I'm not a big uh, steel challenge guy. Yeah. Um, the SAS stuff looks kind of cool, but again, it's like so Cowboy 3 gun. I, yeah, I don't know. So fun. Okay, if I, one day, dreaming, I have the guns, I have the gear, I have the leather, I have all of, I have all of it. <laughs> if I could Are you an ex-Sasser? I am. My, uh, oh, my God. <laughs> So my alias, because I, oh, oh yeah, actually. Wait, are you required to wear that stuff? Okay, so there's different divisions. I'm glad you asked. I'm glad you asked. All right, hear me out. So for, for classic cowboy or classic cowgirl, you have to have so many like pieces of flair. So you're going to have your belt buckle. You'll have your, uh, like it's, it's like tchotchkes on office space. Uh -huh. Yes, exactly. <laughs> you have to have your hat, then you have your spurs. Um, and then there's like different divisions. I probably going to get it wrong, but like there's, oh, one with like, I don't know, cool stuff. But then the, the funny thing with, with SAS is you get to come up with aliases. Well, okay. My initials are MMF, major mofo or mofo, <laughs> right? So here's the yeah, thing. Yeah this is bad so you send in three options to like the board there's a real board and they pick your name out of the options you give them so i was like i want to be mf judge like mofo judge and they're like you can't do that and i was like it's my initials they're like well shit maybe you can right right, <laughs> right. no i'm maverick fitzpatrick welcome welcome <laughs> I don't know if I can do SAS. It looks okay, but I don't know. Is it all like uh, uh, 22 and stuff? No, God, no. So I shoot uh, 38 special. Um, you can shoot black powder division as well, which is pretty cool. There's like 44s. Um, there's all sorts of, of calibers you shoot. Then there's a wild bunch match, which you might like. So instead of shooting two revolvers, single action revolvers, wild bunch is like this side match. It's still a match, but you shoot right. 1911s. So you're oh. kind of in the modern era. Yeah. Right, right, right. Well, there's none of that in Virginia that I know of. So unless somebody knows about oh, it. Shit. Yeah. Oh, I'll find you seven clubs. You're going. <laughs> oh, man. I don't know. <laughs> I got to come up with a cowboy name. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But I bet you like, okay, so your first match, like I didn't, I didn't actually like register right away. I went, I actually watched someone hand me their guns. Like this is the community, right? And there's a picture of me wearing regular people clothes, just like trying on a stage. And I got done because I'm a shooter. And somebody was like, really? Like you've never shot this before? <laughs> <laughs> um, I was like, nope, nope. And then what got worse is like, I kept borrowing guns for a long time. People are like, why can you shoot better than me with my own firearm? I was like, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> <Sorry."> <laughs> I mean, that's half the thing to get into these sports is, the, is just the gear, you know, the upfront cost of the gear and all that stuff. So it's not bad to start. It's boots, hat. I mean, it's not required, required. They're not going to kick you out, but it, it's something, you know, you should think about. And then the, I mean, the guns you could borrow. So it's really ammo at that point. Yeah. But, you sure you don't mind them eating? I don't give shit. People watching uh, on YouTube, be sure to take uh, a snack now. <laughs> you know what? 
I should skip down to that. Okay, now that we're talking about food. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to eat. I'm going I'm to I'm fat kid at heart. I'm going to eat. At the end of this, you'll learn how to follow Logan on social media, and you'll find that all of his crap is about food, working out, or shenanigans. <laughs> so, Logan, Philly or meatball sub? Meatball sub. I was going to go meatball sub. Okay. Chick-fil-A or Chick-fil-A? Chick-fil-A. That's can't. my go-to. My, my two main um, fast foods are Wendy's and Chick-fil-A. That's funny. What do you and, get from there? Uh, Chick-fil-A, I get a spicy chicken sandwich, add cheese with a Sprite. And Ooh. then Wendy's, I I either do the double cheeseburger or the chicken sandwich. But Wendy's right by my house um, is terrible. Every time we go there, uh, they're like, oh, the, the, the debit card machine's down. You got to pay cash. And I'm like, every single time? <laughs> so... That place is only like seven minutes from the house. It's always super packed and they're always cash only. So we drive like 15 minutes away to a one that's better. Yeah, that sounds like an under the table kind of business going on. Yeah, it, it's always, it's always, oh, our machine's down cash only. <laughs> and then uh, one day, one day me and my wife went there and it was, uh, um, oh, we're out of chicken. <laughs> I'm like, you're out of what? <laughs> what even happen? How are you in business? Yeah. Oh my God. So, All right. Well, okay. Next question. Pickles or cucumbers? Pickles. Thank God. I, hate, I was about to say. I hate, I hate cucumbers. Me too. They're not the same. Mm-mm. They're not the same, okay? Nope. People don't get that. Um, <laughs> so do you prefer sweet or salty? Oh, I'm going to say sweet. <laughs> You're literally a 15-year-old. <laughs> I, <love it. laughs> I, like, I like salty too. I mean, you know, it is what it is. Yep. Yep. Pizza or uh, tacos? Oh come on! Um, <laughs> I didn't know these questions were going to be so so hard. Hard. Um, it's almost like I sent them to you in advance. <laughs> tacos. I'm gonna go tacos. Okay. I uh, love pizza. I love pizza, but I'm gonna go tacos. Love it. Yeah, tacos are better. They are. Yeah. Uh, last question: French fries or sweet potato fries? French fries. Oh, you're okay. You're one of those. Yeah. <laughs> uh, French fries. So uh, now we've talked about the food too. Um, you want to talk about your physical training you do so you can eat all of this crap? <laughs> <laughs> um, no cardio. <laughs> I go to the gym a lot. Um, do you skip leg you... day though? No, no, I always hit legs. I always hit legs. So I just don't go super crazy. I tore my ACL meniscus 2012, so I don't go super crazy with the weights or anything like that. Oh, geez. Playing basketball. As like earlier, or just for funsies, just for fun. I oh. was with my nephew. I was with my nephew and pop, grown yep. man. Got it. Yep. Oh. So, do you actually though train or lift for for firearms at all, or you just go because you like lifting? No, um, you know I've been off and on. You know, I want to say probably since I was like eighteen or nineteen. I was in the army. I was in the military. It was a big thing. You know. That's how I got into it. Everybody in the army was lifting and going to the gym. So I was into it and then not into it and then into it and not into it. And I just stuck with it. That's good. That's important. Yep. I mean, how does that help though? Like in your shooting. Makes me slower. <laughs> I'm too big. <laughs> no. Yeah. I need to, th- I need to thin down and do more cardio. Well, do more cardio. No, no. <laughs> nobody, nobody wants to get on the hamster wheel. No, it sucks. <laughs> it sucks. 
Um, oh my gosh. Okay. Actually, I didn't know the military thing. So did you go straight in the military when you like turned 18 or? Yep. As soon as I graduated high school, I went straight in the army. Uh, I went to Fort Leonard Wood, Missouri, basic training. And then I went to Fort Sam Houston, Texas uh, for combat medic school. And then I was stationed at Fort Stewart, Georgia, 37 cab, third ID. So, and uh, oh, yeah, yeah, uh, deployed to Iraq 05 to 06. I was at Camp Rustamaya, Baghdad. Oh, my God. But that was an experience. That yeah, sucked. Well, yeah, I went through a bunch of, you know, hell over there. And as soon as I got back, I got out, went straight into law enforcement. Nice. Nice. Well, thank you for your service. So, okay. So did you have that Appreciate planned? It. Like when you went from army to law enforcement officer, did you plan that before getting out or? No, like, you know, I didn't want to be in the medical field anymore. Um, I had no job skills. I was like, I have no idea what I'm going to do. My mom, you know, she was uh, talking to me while I was in Iraq. She's like, well, Virginia state police iron. So um, I, I applied and the rest is history. Wow. That's fast. So yeah, as soon as I got back, I was driving up from Georgia every weekend and doing all the stuff I needed to do for them. And I went, I went, I'm not even kidding. I went straight out of the army, straight into the state police. So. Wow. That's kind of no awesome. break. That's kind of yeah. good. Yeah. But no, uh, no downtime, you know? Yeah. But most people, I mean, coming out of the military, you know, you just gotta have a plan or like you get out and you're like, now what? Right. Yeah. Yeah. Would, would you still be an officer today knowing everything that's like happening? I mean, it's tough career right now. Somebody's got to do it. Oh, I, mean, <laughs> I don't know it's it, tough tough call I don't know I wish you know people would treat law enforcement better but it is what it is you know it wasn't it wasn't as as bad as it is now when, when I first got in you know yeah just crazy um has shooting like helped at all with with your profession you know their training yeah um you know I think I'd be more confident now if I you know god forbid you know I, I never want to have to use my my firearm in the line of duty i hope it never ever happens i really do yep. i just you know i don't want that to ever be the case but if it is i feel like i'm more prepared you know absolutely yeah you won't freeze or, or necessarily i mean that's the same thing we can yeah. still carry people right you'd rather have mm -hmm. it not need it and god forbid we ever do but we're going to have it like um tony mcbride uh she's a taryn taryn girl mm -hmm. and um she had the gym competitive shooter all that stuff well she had to use it in line of duty and they dragged her over that you know i mean she did what she had to do but i mean she faced a ton of scrutiny over that yeah so for people listening on the podcast um you can look up the video too she defends her life she actually has a jam that she clears not like on the clock but i mean literally trying to defend herself uh, and she yeah. knew how to because of her competitive training but after all of that you know having to take down um somebody that was coming straight at her trying to you know hurt her she went and had to go with lawyers and had to go to court and, and they, you know, were like, oh, well, you intended to do this and you pull the trigger so fast and all of you're, that. You're a competitive shooter. Yeah. yeah. So, so it will not get you killed in the streets, hopefully. So yeah. hopefully it'll help you defend yourself or somebody else. Yeah. I think she had a pretty good lawyer, <laughs> but that, that stuff's real. And we see it. Do you see that a lot of times, you know, defensive situations, no matter what it is, people typically still have to get bailed out or get booked right even if it's um, I, don't, I don't know so much about that but I, it, look at any time that your gun is used in a self-defense scenario or something like that there's gonna be scrutiny yeah you know nobody even even if it's a completely good shoot and you did nothing wrong somebody's gonna look at it and analyze it scrutinize it you know yep um that not to get too far in the weeds but that cop with the girl with the knife you know that girl's about to stab that other girl and he shoots her and they were like 
freaking out over that and he potentially saved that other girl's life you know yeah i mean and (laughs) i tell people this don't buy a nice fancy gun to carry with like have a reliable one but when are they ever going to see that firearm again (laughs) yeah that's yeah you know, I, I keep it simple, you know, and I've always been like that. I carry a, a Smith and Wesson Gen One Shield nine mil. Um, I got a little Hive extension on it and a, a Streamlight flashlight, and that's it. That's awesome. It's, that's all, it's all, all stock, you know. Yeah. That was your first carry gun. Oh yeah, um, and I tell people like when I teach, keeping your internals are really important, like stock, because if something goes wrong, right? How often do we see? competition triggers go down or springs or anything that they're tinkering with they can't run ammo right if it's too light or too heavy whatever um there's a lot that you shouldn't mess with internally you know i'm a firm believer and if you buy a gun run it stock for a while and figure out what you like and don't like you know but you have a lot of people out here that immediately buy a gun and then they rip out the trigger they rip out this they rip out that it's like figure out what you like about the gun first and then change what you like or don't like (laughs) you know i keep i keep a lot of my stuff stock yeah you know that that legion that i shoot nine mil carry office with that stock the 357 open gun that's stock um i put together a couple pcc's and they were mostly stock so plus okay so say you're like that new shooter coming in do you have any clue or idea what functions do what you know in in a gun and you start tinkering and like do you even know how you want it set up for you probably not right right 100 percent but someone probably told you, you need this and do this. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Here's my code. No. Um. <laughs> I made a meme about that a while back. It was from Dust to Dawn. It was like, <laughs> there's vampires, you know, <laughs> with their discount code. It's real. <laughs> um, okay. So you were in medic in the army. Yep. Then. Okay. Yep. Actually, that's kind it. of, do what? <laughs> I said I hated it. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I heard that. <laughs> Are you squeamish, squirmish or squeamish? How do you say that? Squeamish? No, not really. I just, you know, I wanted to be an MP. They told me I was colorblind. And they're like, we have this great job. It's called healthcare specialist. I was like, what is that? <laughs> like, oh, it's great. You'll be in a hospital surrounded by hot nurses, blah, blah, blah. What? They did not sell like, it to you that way. Yes, they did. I was like, cool, sign me up. And when I got to my all-male field unit and found out I was a combat medic and not a healthcare specialist, I was like, yeah, I've been rope a dope. <laughs> I was about so, to say, that's horrible. Yep. That's good. Okay. All right. So, but, but <laughs> do you feel like those medical like skills that you learned though are beneficial now, like as a civilian or even around shooting, you know, shooting ranges and stuff? Yeah. I think I'd be, you know, be prepared if something happened, you know, yeah. I mean, I, I don't know. You never know until you get into it, you know, but I'd like to think that I would, you know, take action, I guess. Yeah. Or you'd know what to do or ish, how to help. <laughs> oh. So, you know, some sometimes the best thing you can do is just be a calm, you know, voice of reason for somebody that's freaking out, you know? Yeah. Have you ever been in one of those situations or seen that? Um, A couple, like, you know, vehicle wrecks and stuff like that, you know, calming people down and stuff. But oh, as far as, like, grabbing a medical kit and treating somebody, no. No. Okay. Um, when I was in the Army in Iraq, uh, the IP shot up a, a guy that was shooting at them or whatever and then uh, wrecked and hit a bunch of cars and stuff, and I helped treat some of them, but that was it. Oh, wow. Okay. So not, not a ton, ton of action. No, no. I'm pretty low-key. Oh, well, you're dude. So, okay, do you carry anything, though, like medical supplies or anything in your in your vehicle range bag? Um, In my work, yeah, work vehicle, yeah. Not in my personal, no, I'm pretty slack on that. I need to, you know, do better. Yeah. So I, need a, I need an IFAC. I don't have an IFAC. 
<laughs> I'm like, I'm trying to interview Logan to tell you all the things you should have, but he doesn't. Do <laughs> I'm sorry. No, I'm a horrible example. I need an IFAC. I really right. do. <laughs> okay. Um, so if you were, tell me for people listening that don't know what that is, what are some tools or things that they should keep in their car or range bag? And what the heck are you talking about? What is that? Well, IFAC is an individual first aid kit. Um, it's got your stop the bleed stuff, bandages, dressings, all that. Uh, uh innovation tubes in case you need to open an airway or anything like that so yeah um flashlights uh you know like a little pry tool or something like that you know that's cool. normally what yeah gloves all that that's normally what's in an individual first aid kit yeah good stuff tourniquet 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 yep tourniquet's a big one Tourniquets are pretty simple these days when uh, a lot of the Kydex companies will actually make holsters for them. So you can have them on tech lock. You can have them on ELS. So you can have them on your belt. And I see shooters that do have it on the back, you know? Yep. Yep. I think that's awesome. Oh yeah. 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 Right. They're, they're a step ahead of me. I don't have one. So <laughs> I probably should. <laughs> Jesus Logan. Yeah. Um, okay. I you keep it real. I keep it real at least. You know? I know. I this real. is good. This is good. Um, are there any courses then maybe you don't know the answer to this that like civilians could go take or lessons they could learn like online um that you would find valuable for like medic yeah uh, a lot of bls basic lifesaver um uh stop the bleed courses there's a, a guy in the virginia area david lang his not to you know plug him but his instagram's unicorn medic shoots uh he's got a big background in medical and he teaches a, a stop the bleed course Hey, Logan, you need to introduce me to him so I can have him on the podcast to help. Oh, oh <laughs> man. That was the person I should add on. I'm kidding. Oh, man. <laughs> <laughs> but really, intro. Um, okay, back to shooting. For those that uh, actually follow you on the Instagram, you know, do you actually dry fire or do you just do it for the gram? No, no I really dry fire. I dry fire all the time. Um, I just don't post it a lot, you know? So, so you really do don't so do it, right? Because if it's not picture or video, it didn't happen. Oh, uh, yeah, it didn't happen. No, I, I try not to, you know, be that guy that just posts dry fire every single day. People knows what, know what it looks like. You know, you, you're just going to – I try to be well-rounded, you know. Some dry fire here, some memes here, some shooting stuff. Like, you can't just beat people down with the same content over and over, you know. You yeah. got to be well-rounded and change it up. And I try to do that, you know. Yeah, you should shoot three guns. Then you'll be really well-rounded. <laughs> <laughs> like I said, I, I can barely get through a stage with one gun, much less three. It's true. This is true. Two, um, <laughs> two, two gun Nats was fun, though. Two gun Nats was fun. That was a good time. My favorite stage was the cluster, the stage two mirror stage, whatever, with the drop port in the middle. Oh, you're the only one that hot reholstered. That was bad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was really fun. I still beat you. <laughs> I had such a fun time shooting that. Like, And for me, like that was a, a training thing for like three gun. And I don't. I don't shoot PCC or my friend's PCC. I learned long range PCC. I have no clue where that dot was. Oh, I didn't even use my gun. So first of all, did you see the video of the dot flying off? Oh yeah. I was like, Oh my God, what just happened? I I can't believe you finished that stage. That was so crazy. I had to. And then (laughs) I had to go and borrow a PCC. So I didn't even shoot with the one that I knew was dialed in. So it was, mm -hmm. I would have rolled over and died. I'll be the first to tell you my dot flew off. I would have just sprayed it and been like, I'm done. I can't like I tip my hat to you I really do that you finished that Thanks. stage Thanks. and then the, the hot reholster like I, I you know I I was gonna bring a retention holster and then I didn't think that that was gonna be going on running with your pistol yep. so I, I went back to a slick top and I was like well that's not an option for me yeah, yeah. and uh I saw Todd Jarrett right before the match and we were talking and he's like oh I'm holstering up and shooting and holstering and shooting and I'm like well, well I'm not 
<laughs> well, they changed a lot of that when I got there. So like that one that the dot fell off there, was, they originally had it on walkthrough day before staff where you could have the gun, both guns on you. So loaded and in there. So I was going to like, I can't remember shoot pistol, then yeah. Hot reholster shoot PCC, go to the next box. And I'd have both guns over there. And then they swapped it where you had to stage a gun. So a lot of that they did intentionally, which I, didn't I get love. it. I, you know. I, well, I get it because a lot of people showed up with a slick top holster. It's a sure. it's a new match. You'd have but a nobody's going to do that. Name somebody that's yeah. going to do that. That's in the USPSA community. No, like a lot of them are not saying that they won't. But like, but you would you would if they were running around with their pistol holster, you'd have had a lot of guns on the ground. Yeah. You really would have. Well, and then the stage ten that I I would like I watched Land and Mike who shoot a lot of distant. I mean, they work. They own distant arms, right? But they shoot a lot of three guns. So for them, they knew the rules. They shot PCC at that stage put it on the ground because there's a rule where you can have your gun within three feet correct and then they drew and shot their pistol so because there was no multiple dump bays or multiple options or places that uspsa kind of made it almost like unsafe or not as fun as like multi-gun it's not multi-gun it was right pcc uspsa and (laughs) pistol yeah well every everybody you know for the most part had to go to the same place you know unless they set their gun on the ground they had to go to the same dump box so so the stages were shot the same way so yeah, a lot of stages were shot the same way. And then, you know, your options were very limited. You either start with the pistol and go to the rifle or start with the rifle and go to the pistol. That's, that's not really an option, you know? Right, right. Which I, I love so. the match. I thought it was really challenging and hard and fun. But uh, yeah, stage two. Here's the thing though. If I had still ran back around to go pick up the thing and do all the crap again, I would have been way far off on time. So okay oh man okay i've digressed but okay for people listening a lot of people that listen to this podcast they are trying to learn something they probably are the newest shooter in the room what dry fire drills do you run that are actually beneficial to shooting um and uspsa a lot uh unloaded starts barrel starts table starts so i'm a big fan of those um you know i i consider them you know to be fun (laughs) Maybe, maybe maybe other people don't but I like unloaded table starts and stuff like that. I practice that a lot. Uh, surrender, uh, you know, for the most part, you're going to see, you know, wrist below belt, gun loaded and holstered. Mm-hmm. So, you know, why are you focusing your, your dry fire drills on that? You know, you're going to see that stuff all the time. Yeah. Um, some strong hand, uh, support hand, you know, I, and I'm guilty of that too. I need to do more support hand work. I just don't do it enough. Yeah. There's been, a, there's been a couple classifiers where I was just a mess, you know, left-handed. So suck i mean yeah you i turn, get what they're there for turn them weaknesses into strengths you know yeah but those classifiers that's this is why like when i shoot yeah i'm not the greatest shooter but i feel like some of the classifiers are not representative of like <laughs> us actually shooting well it's a lot of stand and shoot stuff but um the the newest ones you know they've moved more to like moving and shooting and it's entry yeah. exit you know uh dynamic movement and stuff so you know i tip my hat the, the the direction that the, the classifiers are going in you know yeah i love them yeah and more movements and they have a little bit of no shoots they have a little bit of tuxedos they're making it hard yeah open so I, i'm not a i'm not a big fan of just stand and shoot stuff you know so do you uh do you actually practice your reloads though <laughs> dry fire i do i do i do i do i i dry fire a lot just you know like i said just because i don't post it doesn't mean that i'm not doing it oh, I so i go out i go out to my range a lot too and i practice out there i just don't post it all the time yeah do you uh, use a timer in dry fire? Yep. You set par times for yourself where you know you're at or? I don't set par times. Okay. And uh, I saw somebody else the other day. Maybe it was uh, Jim with Jim, uh, Jim Elmtree, Jim Krantz with Jim Elmtree. 
um, he said something about the timer. I, I don't know if it was him or not. I hate to paint him with that brush. I don't know if it was him, but somebody said that they they stopped uh, dry firing with the timer because it was getting in their head. So mm-hmm. and then they noticed their times improving. Interesting. I don't know if it was. I don't know if it was him or not. Maybe it was. Maybe it was. I don't remember. You're talking about like the second beep, setting a part time, not the start. Beep. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. Gotcha. Interesting. Um, have you actually seen like improvement though in your shooting when you go and live fire after that? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Look, nothing's gonna beat the clock. You know, it, you can set up everything you want, but as soon as that beep at that match, I mean, nothing's gonna beat the clock. Uh, just the the stress of being under the clock and on the time and and go go go. You know. Yeah. So it's, it's, it's hard to replicate yeah you've got the the i guess like you know running the drills you've got it in your consciousness at least of like how to hit your reloads what you're looking at you're not like fumbling to figure out how to reload <laughs> yeah my biggest problem is i turn into a turtle at matches or major matches you know it's like mm-hmm. I'll, I'll come out and do stuff really fast to practice and all that stuff and i get to a match and i just turn into a big giant turtle i don't know what <laughs> it is it's like it's like a mental block i just can't can't get over it you know and then you would think that if I'm shooting slower, that I'm shooting more accurately. No, but no. I, I shoot slower with worse hits. Nice. Didn't, yeah. didn't Brennan still beat you on that stage? Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah. You're talking, <laughs> you're talking shit to me about reholstering. How, how much did you beat me by? I don't know. I, I think I saw that. I think I saw you do that before I shot that stage. I think I saw your video and I was like, I was like, yeah, well, I'm not doing that. And then <laughs> um, I think, um, I think I did that in like 34. 34 seconds somewhere in there okay okay so we're talking about like five or six seconds i think it was 41 i like your plan i'm not yeah. knocking your no, plan no, 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 I'm, no. Just... I'm talking shit for a second so then brennan <laughs> on the ground face plants literally has to pick his entire body up after processing the fact that he's on the ground and still beats you on <laughs> to be fair he's shooting an open gun it, was, it wasn't yeah but it wasn't one for one it's not carry optics versus carry optics you know <laughs> is open versus carry optics so and he's a grandmaster and i'm b class so look at all these excuses logan <laughs> right I'm, the, I'm the excuse king come on now hey uh, uh humble in defeat savage in victory okay okay <laughs> i had to process that that yeah humble in defeat savage in victory oh my gosh but okay so you do take it seriously ish because i've seen you like after match you'll post videos and you'll take like breakdowns of what you should have done um but okay you take i guess you post a lot of what looks like negative to, to me but do you also celebrate like the positives that you shot you know on a stage or in a match no oh, yeah absolutely you know um I put, I post the negatives, you know, um, look, I try to, you know, I try to be a man of the people, you know, and everybody out here can relate to somebody that's not having a good time or not shooting well or whatever. Everybody can relate to that. Nobody wants to relate to the guy that, that crushes everybody and is the best and never fails and never messes up. Nobody relates to that, you know? Yeah. So, I mean, at the end of the day, I'm trying to relate to other people that are struggling and going through the struggle. That's me. I'm struggling, you know, I'm going through something I care about and I enjoy very much. And I try to share my struggles, you know, I'm, I'm a very open and upfront person on my channel. You know, I run a public channel and I show, I show strangers a a lot of my personal life and a lot of my shooting, you know, I do the same thing. And, uh, but, but I'll challenge you every now and then share like a win or, or, or share like a positive of like how you do celebrate something you did. Right. Cause so many people come off stage, right. And they're pissed about something that happened, but it's like, they don't take away their wins of the small stuff. Hey, you hit your reload. Hey, you got your spot. Hey, you got the gun up before you even got to like that target array. 
Um, and I have to do yeah. that in three gun because there's so much going on that I'm like, yeah, that rifle might suck, but dude, crush the pistol better than anybody I saw. Right. Right. Yeah. 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 yeah I can't always be negative. I do share positive stuff, but yeah, um, you're right. I know I'm right. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Sam. Wow. I am wow. <laughs> but okay. Okay. So for, for a walkthrough day, okay. It matches. How do you like break down that stage before ever actually shooting it the next day? Um, first of all, I try to find all the targets. Um, no, I mean, you, you laugh, yeah. but one of the first things to do is find all the targets, you know, um, and then start finding different, different ways. Like, uh, you know, me and Larry shoot a lot of matches together and we bounce stuff off of each other, yeah. you know, and, and, uh, Hey, how about doing this? How about doing that? And we try to talk about every possible scenario and, you know, pe- people step in and, Oh, you know, uh, you should do this, blah, blah, blah. And all this. And like, well, we're talking things out, you know, <laughs> <laughs> let us figure this out you know just because right. we're talking about doing this doesn't mean we're setting it in stone so you mean so, you get unsolicited mansplained advice before oh yeah all the time <laughs> which i'm not i'm not above taking advice and stuff like that sure. but uh one you know you want to talk about advice for shooters one of the biggest things is is don't let people talk you out of your plans unless it's something crazy you yeah. know um like hot reholstering <laughs> yeah something crazy different or whatever like I've had so many people try to talk me out of plans and stuff. And then I, I don't listen and I end up shooting it the way I, and I did better than they, they did. So, yeah. um, some stuff I do did like, it might not be the greatest plan in the world, but it works for me and I can remember stuff and hit what I need to hit. And, yeah. and I have to do it that way. I can't do it your way, you know? Yeah. So at the end of the day, I have to do what's best for me. You have to do what's best for you. I have to do what's best for me. So. Yeah. And, and Larry would shoot like PCC and you'd shoot pistol, right? Yeah. The st- I mean, the stage plans are pretty identical, you know, sometimes. for high cap stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Sometimes. I mean, PCC is a little bit movement when it's awkward places or positions or longer shots you can take, you know, with PCC. Right. Right. Um, a shot he might take a distance. I'm going to move up to take or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. The, the other thing I actually just mentioned that I want people to take away from this too. The difference, honestly, between like a lot of the more advanced, I won't say top level shooters, but like me, you, whatever, moving up is that target at, at, like finding the target so like the first thing you should do is actually walk to the very back of the bay i'm talking about all the way down range look back is there anything hidden behind dump barrels is there a swinger is a swinger partial or is it like a no shoot is it you know fully open paper so many people don't take the time so if you're already coming up to the stage right and starting to walk through and then you're like wait oh i have that target and then you start over and start over find the targets first before everything yeah. like going to a game plan right so, some people count targets i count bullets so yeah. if it's a 29 round stage, I count every bullet fired and that's how I remember it. I don't know. So, you know, I'll go two, four, six, eight, you know, whatever. And I count the bullets. I don't count the targets. Yeah. Yeah. I just want to find them. I mean, that's the thing. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. But, um, yeah, it's, it's actually probably a bad practice. <laughs> I'll always put like two on a steel. Cause I know that I suck. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. Like two, two. Yeah. It's still two. <laughs> I, I count, I, I count uh, uh, no makeups what it would be I'm, I'm not a big makeup guy you know i don't take a whole ton of makeups so i like to shoot what i shoot and then uh at area seven like you know i did this stage pretty good and then this last target i just went to war with and it was dumb <laughs> and like my first two shots on it were too charlie and i didn't know that at the time it was too far away to shoot score shoot score yeah. and uh uh didn't it feel right so then like i i collapsed the gun and then i punched back out and shot a mic at it that hit the uh hit the wall and i saw it hit the wall Yep. And then I dropped the mags and I punched back out again and shot another. So two mics in a four second waste of time, you know, it was, 
totally out of character for me. I, you know, I told John Sardine, my buddy, I was like, you know, it's late in the day, it's hot, I'm just making dumb mistakes. Yeah. So you think that you don't keep focus like throughout a whole match sometimes? That that is my biggest Achilles heel. Like a long match, like I lose focus, and it's so hard for me to to stay mentally engaged. You know? Yeah. Um, I don't want to say like I have a short attention span. I don't want to say that, but no, but it's it's a struggle for for you. It is a struggle. You know, I shoot five or six stages, and then by like you know stage seven, eight, nine, I'm like checked out. You know, you would hate three gun. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> we should yeah, like, 12 like, to 14 like, hour days like uh, three three to four minute stages and stuff i don't know so much fun well not just that it's just like you're there all day to shoot four stages the next day all day to shoot four stages <laughs> like it's just it's fun though um yeah. what are you doing to like work on that though like do you have a game plan in place to improve that uh a lot of self-coaching um i self-coach throughout the match so if if something's going right you know i i reinforce that to myself if stuff's going wrong i reinforce that to myself so and then at the end of the matches i'm constantly you know self-coaching do you listen to other people that are trying to build you up and keep you focused or no yeah yeah and i'll tell other people that are shooting hey man tell me to move my ass tell me to shoot faster you know remind me blah 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 yeah yeah that's good um so going into i guess the end of this year looking at next year what are your your goals for competition shooting um, I'd like to make a class and carry optics by the end of the year. I'm at 68%. So only a couple percent off from a class. Yeah. Um, I'm shooting a couple, yeah, I'm shooting a couple more majors, um, the rest of the year. And then, um, I don't know, probably next year I'll run back a few, but long-term goal, I'd like to, uh, compete in all 50 States. So I got some other matches that I skipped this year in other States that I'd like to pick up next year. Cool. How many have you done so far? Uh, New Hampshire was my 10th so and then I'm um, shooting the battle for the north coast in Ohio in August that'll be my 11th state so so far <laughs> yeah I'm so I got so far to go <laughs> you know I probably have never counted states but I probably have more and I don't even know it <laughs> Just, no, yeah, yeah, yeah. Jesus <laughs> the amount of travel yeah. I do yeah um, and that's the other thing I'm not I hate traveling so like uh uh i went shot area seven in new hampshire it was eight and a half hours to my buddies in rhode island another like two and a half hours up to the match in new hampshire so <laughs> i love it It was brutal it was yeah, it was brutal yeah <laughs> not a traveler got it check yeah <laughs> <laughs> um so thinking about i guess your your whole journey what would you say to like new shooters or people wanting to get into competition shooting like what's something that maybe surprised you and then what's something that you learned that you you know, wish you had learned sooner. Um, enjoy it, you know, like don't put too much pressure on yourself, you know, uh, come out, learn the sport, talk to other people. Uh, I'm telling you the camaraderie in the sport is crazy. The people that will help you, you just got to ask, you know, um, figure out what you like, what you don't like, you know, but I would, I would stress just having fun at first and figuring the sport out and not put pressure on yourself. So yeah, you haven't gotten burnt out yet. Right no <laughs> uh-uh. that's a real thing though if, if you dive right in you go too fast i was i was burned i was burned out with pcc just because of all the problems i was having i was burned out with that so i don't have any interest in shooting pcc yeah so shh. <laughs> the cute dog. dog the dog is growling at each other oh it's cute though um <laughs> so thinking about your your setup now for like your belt or whatever or, or range bag um what's like your favorite 
I guess, mag pouch or tool or something? Do you use magnets on your belt? Like, what do you run? Um, so I run Safari Land ELS and I like those because you can change them in and out. So I constantly change the setup. There's, it's like forks and clips, you know what I mean? So uh, I can take one holster off and pop another holster on. I can take mag pouches off and pop those in and out. Nope. Oh my God, she's going crazy. <laughs> can you yeah. can you hear? Oh yeah. Uh, I'm sorry. <laughs> no, I don't care. The what ice cream man's going through the neighborhood. I think she's barking about that. She probably has to go out too. I don't know. So Uh-oh. I'll be there in a second. Chill. We're almost done. <laughs> yeah, Safari Land though, I really enjoy it. Um, I I ordered a magnet from Safari Land. It took like 40 days to get here. I was super pumped, and when I got here, it was left-handed. I was like, <laughs> How's that? Oh. Like, oh. Is it the pouch yeah. with the, the mat? The, mag- the pouch with the magnet, yeah. So, I mean, I I like Safari Land. They were cool. They they took it back, so oh. I think it was I think it was my fault. I ordered well, so it wrong. You ordered it wrong. <laughs> yeah. <On them. laughs> well, it ended up working out. Larry runs a. He got one off Ben Stager, and it's like uh, it sits flatter to the belt, and it looks better and less awkward. So yeah. I think I'll end up going that route anyway. That's cool. That's awesome. Um what was I going to ask about that? So do you actually take any of, of classes? Like when you mentioned Ben or read any books on shooting or anything? No, nope. <laughs> I've, I've never taken any Tom Castro beats my door down and I'm going to end up, you know, at some point, hopefully run into a class with him, you know, yeah. um, he, Tom Castro, not to plug him either, but I mean, he, he really cares about his students and seeing them succeed. And he's always like celebrating their wins, you know? So, yeah. um, I would like to take a class eventually. You're not going to, you're not going to figure it all out on your own. I am on kind of a solo journey, you know, just figuring it out, but eventually you are, you're going to have to reach out for help. There's just, there's not enough you can figure out on your own. Nope. Not at all. If you, if you want to hit the next level, you're going to have to get a coach. Yep. Yep. Um, how important this is kind of, cause I know your humor, how important is it to have, like you said, thicker skin in the shooting community or have a sense of humor? Take a second got, to think about that. <laughs> you got, you got, you got to have a sense of humor. You really do. Um, this sport is is built on camaraderie and people having fun with each other and having a good time and i mean if you're not having a good time why are you even here you know mm-hmm. so what does that camaraderie it, look like though is it shit talking <laughs> to an extent a little bit you know but i mean you don't want to be hurting people's feelings and stuff but yeah yeah you gotta talk you gotta you gotta keep the boys talking you know uh <laughs> I just, I just post, I just post, I just posted a, a promo wrestling video talking some trash. You got to keep the boys talking, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll embarrass myself to, to get people talking. So Self-deprecating humor is the best, mm-hmm. but you want a, right. a sumo wrestling looking like belt, right? <laughs> no, I, I didn't win that. I paid for it, but, uh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> um, I think they're going to get, I think they're going to give me a plaque, but they weren't going to give me no belt and I want a belt. So I paid for a belt, but, uh, carry optics b-class champion <laughs> <laughs> i can't believe you paid oh just so good um so well, last last ish question on the shooting stuff uh if you could tell yourself something to do early on in shooting like when you're get, just getting started what would it have been skip low cap go straight to high cap boom um, that's whether it's, <laughs> whether it's you know limited minor you know whatever just skip low cap low cap sucks i'm sorry to all the production and revolver and all that stuff you know what low-key though like i like i like seeing a fast revolver like josh lentz and the the revolver super squad came to area 8 and it was so badass 
Yeah. Like in, in a different life, in a different world, I would shoot Revo. <laughs> so I'm not classified an open or revolver. I'm going to do it all. I'm going to. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I know something has to yeah. be. A, a, a slow revolver is terrible, but a, a dude shooting a fast Revo, that looks cool. Yeah. Dude, I did single action. I can do double action. Uh, <laughs> I say that. I say yeah. that'll be a cluster. Like we throw in moon clips like on the ground. <laughs> yeah. New shooters, I skip, skip production. Just go straight to high cap. Yeah, yeah, there you go. <laughs> you don't have to count. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like once, maybe. <laughs> yep. Um, okay, is there anything else that, that you want to leave people with who are listening? Uh, no, I had, I had a good time. Thanks for having me on the show. Absolutely. So uh, following this up, how can people find you on social media? <laughs> <laughs> uh, the only, I, I have a Facebook, uh, LJ Saunders, that, you know, competition stuff. But really, like my main focus is Instagram and that's at 357souls. So 357 being 357 Sig, it's my favorite caliber. I love shooting it. And then uh, I'm a huge video game nerd and Dark Souls series is my favorite video game series. So I just combine the two. So That's awesome. I learn something new about people all the time. <laughs> Yeah, 357 Souls. So you're saying people can go game with you too after this? Like online game? Uh, <laughs> I think my stuff's expired. So I don't have a PSN account anymore. I let it expire. So That's a good thing. Focus on shooting. No, you need it. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. Well, Logan, thanks for being on. Uh, thanks for posting some really funny memes. <laughs> oh, thank you, Kenzie. I appreciate it. I had a good time. Thank you. I love it. I love it. So uh, for those listening, thanks for listening. And we'll see you next week. Thanks for listening to the Reticle Up podcast. Be sure to subscribe wherever you get your podcasts and on YouTube. Follow along on social media at Reticle Up or 3 Gun Kenzie.